Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> Are you frozen or... No, I'm very hot. You look sweaty. Mm. You look like a sweaty. I just took the dog for a walk and I realized at the furthest point that it was actually going to take me um, less time than I had to get back to the house to be here at four o'clock. Wow. And it's really, really, really hot. Like really hot. And I'm sweating like an old man. And my 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 gusset is a bit uncomfortable now. I think oh, I might have ire. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't want the ire. No, no, nobody wants chafing. And I I, I wore the wrong underpants. Wow. That's that's <laughs> you know you know what I mean. A bad choice that 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 early in the morning. A bad choice of underwear is a fucking bad choice. that's going to haunt you for the day. And I've worn the wrong socks. I've got wintry socks on. Oh man, you really fucked up today, didn't you? <laughs> It's like wearing plastic bags. It's like wearing bin liners on my feet. It's the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's essential like your breakfast. It will get you up and going, learn some things you didn't know. Yeah, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's the Keith Walsh Podcast. Give you energy like buck fast. And if your head's in a pickle or you're looking for a giggle, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast. Yeah. My feet, the polyester socks that I wear in boots that are usually quite good to keep you warm. Mm. But unfortunately, on a day like today, you kind of feel it squeaking. Yeah. yeah. Uh. And, and the tiniest of the inside sort of knit or sew or whatever it is that they leave, just it gets under your toenails and sort of uh. hurts a little bit. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. So you've got a, an iry gus, <laughs> an iry gusset and sweaty fucking... <laughs> <laughs> and I swore to myself I would come on here and be positive. Positive, yes. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of people have told me I've been a whingy old bollocks. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, we got off to a positive start anyway. Listen, t- do you want yeah. to take your take your socks off, Mike? Do you want to like make yourself comfortable? You know, take kick off the boots, no, that, take the no. socks off, no. chill. No, 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 no. I can, I'm not one of those people that can do no socks. Even on a beach, I, I don't really like sand going in. I, I just, yeah, I wear Crocs and socks. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean you can't do no socks? What does that even mean? I, I, I like the way you say I'm one of those people that can't do no socks. Who the fuck can't do no socks? There's lots of people who wear socks and sandals. Yeah. Yeah, but that's just because that's not because they can't. Do no socks. Oh, it is. It's a pathological hatred of getting wearing. I used to wear, remember when sort of in the early 90s, those Jesus creepery type things were quite trendy? Yeah. 
and you had the Velcro-y sort of sandal. I, I used to like wearing them, and you'd wear them around London town and whatever with your shorts and your sort of tie-dyed top, and then a stone would go under. And it's like, oh, oh, oh. it's just, I'm just not, I'm just not man enough to deal with that shit. Are you telling me the people who wear socks with their sandals do it because they don't like their feet to be exposed? Not because that, they... that's why. Yeah, that's why I do it. It's comfortable and it's an exposing thing. Uh, I just don't like sort of getting sweaty feet in a sort of plasticky shoe, like a croc <laughs> or a sandal or something. I suppose you're one of these guys that walks around the house with no socks and shoes on or whatever. Although I've seen you on TikTok, actually, you wear socks in your house or shoes in your house. Mm. Yeah, we, we are a no shoe house. Okay. We've got indoor crocs and outdoor crocs. And, and probably the best news I, I've heard in Manny's The Year, actually, is about six years ago, I was listening to, by mistake, I was listening to Ryan Tuberty. And he said that, uh, well, if somebody tells me to take my shoes off as I go into their house, I won't be going in. I thought, fucking great. Because <laughs> if you come here, sunshine, you've got to take, <laughs> take your hobnail boots. I'd say he wears a big shoe, you know, sort of a buckle. No, he'd wear like a, yeah, a nice Rumpelstiltskin. He'd wear a nice leather, soft leather shoe, you know, like a, like a gentleman. You know, you're just jealous of Ryan's no. fashion sense. Um, but uh, okay, right. I've a little, there's a little bit to dig into there. Yeah, I wear. I I think it's my. I have. Yeah, I don't take my shoes off until I'm <laughs> until I'm done for the day. Like if I take my shoes off, like my my. My brain thinks, oh, that's it. We're bedtime. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, but, we have, oh, no, I've got Crocs at the front door. I've got Crocs at the back door. I've got indoor Crocs. Crocs outside the shower. Crocs into the Jacks. Jacks Crocs. No, 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 no. Attic, attic, attic Crocs. Funnily, no, no footwear upstairs at all. At, at Upstairs in the house. The Crocs get left at the bottom of the stairs. That's a barefoot zone. Barefoot or sock? Sock, sock, sorry. So only socks upstairs. Yeah. Crocs, outdoor Crocs, indoor Crocs. So when you're coming to the house, you're changing into your Crocs. When you get to the stairs, you're taking off your Crocs. So the yeah. Crocs, so the, the, the indoor Crocs are only really sitting room, kitchen Crocs. Yeah. Dining room. Dining room. Right. Other rooms. Yeah. And what kind of flooring have you got downstairs that you're trying to protect so valiantly? I'm not... It's all hard flooring, so it's all sort of tiled or wooden. Mm. Uh, but just the thought of, you know, somebody walking in and they come in and they, I, do I need to take my shoes off? They're fine. And I'm thinking, you might have stood in somebody else's dog shit. And I don't want that. Because people have an awful habit of coming in and then relaxing and then putting their fucking feet up on the couch. It's like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. I was trying to be positive. Yeah, no, you're so positive today. I don't know what's going on no, with you, Mike. So no, positive. no, no, no. Now I sound like... You hate Ryan Tuberty. You hate people dragging shit into your house. You, you've got chafing. You've got ire. You're wearing plastic socks. You, you, you can't stand to be barefoot even at the beach. I've got it all. <laughs> We're getting the real Mike Aaron today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then I thought I'd do something manly and watch the football because somebody said it was being played in UHDHR or whatever it was on one of the channels that I've got. So I went in to watch it just to see what the definition was. Yeah. And I fell asleep. <laughs> well, 
it was a pretty, it was a pretty shit match. It was Wales Switzerland. I think it ended up one one in the end, which is which is all right. Not a bad result for Switzerland for uh, for Wales. Um, but yeah, it was kind of a shit shit. Uh, I want to hear more about these socks. The um, yeah, I so you wouldn't be able to wear flip flops then. You know the type that go. Oh fuck, we we. <laughs> <laughs> whilst in Australia, everybody was wearing these, um, the ones that were made out of tires. Yeah. You know, car tires and whatever. And that the thong bit on them was like, it was made out of the most hard, horrible crap. And it just cut the inside between your big toe and the, the first toe sort of thing. I don't know what that first, not your index toe, is your, it's your index your, finger. Your, your pointing toe. <laughs> Well, no, isn't it? There's some genetic stuff, isn't there? If that if that toe is bigger than your, uh, it's longer than your th- big toe. Yeah, it's you're, something wrong with you. You can't wear socks. <laughs> you can't wear. You can't go barefoot. I think it is. Yeah, but we we bought these thongy things because we were, you know, it was like, oh, these are great, right? These are fantastic, and they were selling them like for fucking ten bucks a piece or whatever, and. Of course, they're, they're tires that have been on cars that have got steel in them. So they're actually like bananas. When you put them into your foot, they, they kind of, the, the, the front and the back push up. So they're most, the most uncomfortable things you could ever wear. They never flatten to your foot. You know, they never, you can't sort of soften these boys in because they're, mm. oh, no, no, I can waste the time. No, couldn't wear a thong thing. I probably wore flip-flops for the guts of about seven years of my life. Yeah, you see, and, and that that people wear that as a badge of some sort of like, yeah, yeah I've, you know. You have to persevere, and like I know it's sore at the start, but you, you get used to it, and then that bit of skin in between your big toe and the next toe hardens, and then it's you're good to go, and then you never have to buy socks, and you just go around your flip flops, and it's, you know, it's fucking easy street, man. You know, like it's not though because you get stones, and you get, and then you, you take you get. <laughs> You get stuck. I've never and you know, once got a stone stuck in between my foot and a flip flop. But they get black and manky. What? Your feet get really horribly dirty. Just wash, in those your, things. You wash your feet. Your socks are no, but then you, dirty. D- then you take them off and you go in the shower and there's black scum. It's like you're t- half the road. You're paving the fucking road in the bottom of your shower tray. <laughs> and no Ajax is going to get rid of that. I love this new positive, Mike. The myth and folklore. Why the ancient Greeks venerated a long second toe as the ideal of physical perfection. The Viking, oh. the Vikings believed that a second, that a long second toe meant that you'd have a long life. Other cultures believed that women with long second toes were bad tempered and would control their husbands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm desperately trying to think of what Sally Ann's feet look like now. Been a while since I've seen those. But her feet are very square. They yeah. they they look like butter pads. They're all equal. Yeah, my, my wife's all her toes are the same length. Imagine you, your your little toe would have to be like twice the length of the big toe to be, to be, the same, to be in a line. You just this big long. Yeah, she got square feet. She got... 
<laughs> have a little finger for a, a full little finger as a little toe. Just to scream um, And my little toe bends in. Mm, in behind not, the neck. The, the nail goes like a, like that. Mm. No, 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 no. It doesn't go in behind. It, it's, it's on the her. It's, that's a Norfolk saying for you. It's on the her. You ever hear of on the her? No. It's sideways. Oh. So it's bent. <laughs> it, it's actually, yeah, so that my nail would point away. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> there's either there's people listen to this who hate feet and they're like vomiting now. And then there's foot, <laughs> foot fetish communities, foot fetish communities that have told each other that there, there's a big long chat about feet on this podcast and they're all loving it. And they're all, oh yeah, to- tell I, me more about the to- tell me more about the long toes. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> I Des- have a, actually describe, a story about describe the toes. Yeah, go on. <laughs> um, Sarah, the Duchess of York. You remember her? Yeah, married to Prince An- Prince Andrew, stand-up guy. Um, when she was uh, cheating on him, she came and stayed in the Capitol Hotel with the Texan oil billionaire fella whose toe she was seen sucking at some resort earlier that week and i had to take her up to his room uh in the middle of the night you know this black jag turns up two guys sort of knock on the door uh we've got a member of the royal family uh can't really say who it is but can you escort her to the room of blah 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 we believe it is room number blah 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 uh thank you very much and in she came sort of They'd obviously been out together. They'd left to get left separately, and then were meeting back at the hotel. Yeah. Wow. So was she still married to Andrew at the time? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So she was sort of trying to have an affair, except all the fucking, <laughs> all of the intelligence people knew. She's like, "Listen, I'm having an affair. I need you to escort me to the man I'm having an affair with. Don't tell anybody." Yeah. All right. Well, we're Secret Service. We tell everybody everything. Well. Well, they don't. You see, those those close personal, whatever they're called, close guards or whatever they're called yeah they, they don't tell anyone anything you see that's why diana you know that paul burridge fellow was it paul burridge her mm. personal secretary yeah oh, he's something. he only came out afterwards didn't he? in so many ways um about her indiscretions paul burrows and charles was trying yes yeah and her charles was trying to get her bodyguards to tell him who was coming in to kensington palace while he was riding the other one <laughs> what a great family what a great family uh, actually that leads me on to I, 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 meant, I meant to sort of just by the by say that was so it's so weird that that was such a big uh, controversy that there was a picture of her sucking a lad's toe but I suppose they were having an affair and she was a member of the royal family and all that kind of stuff you know. wasn't there a politician though who used to work, he was in a Chelsea jersey uh, big glasses yes and he did he do suck someone's toe or something? Me, um, David Mellows, yeah, Mellor, 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 David Mellor, and he uh, he was a disgusting looking individual. I mean, I'm no, I am not a beautiful looking man by any stretch of the imagination, but he had sort of that public hair, public not public hair, public schoolboy hair. He's, he's like he never grew up. He was sort of a wuh, and it was like, oh, yes, marvellous, and all this sort of thing. And he was a ter- he was the real Tory boy. Yeah. Um, your man, uh, the, the, the two boys, David Williams and the other guy, 
used to take the the piss out of him by doing the sort of the the the, the home gate. You know, uh, um, I was caught last night whilst in the uh, whilst in my duties, and my watch got uh, caught up a young boy's bottom. Sort of, <laughs> it was all David Mellor based on him. But he was here. Yeah, he was riding girls in the Houses of Parliament whilst wearing his Chelsea shirt. Yeah, because yeah, they used to come out. Um, they, they used to they used to do that character who used to come out and talk to the press. <laughs> and he'd say something ridiculous like, "I was I was simply checking. Uh, a, 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 I had an itch in the top of my penis that I needed to scratch, and the only way I could scratch it was on the inside." Yeah. Well, and it was always like whilst in the course of my duty in the course was always of my... that and, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's a, and uh, I met a young man and I picked him up to give him a lift I mistook his penis for my gear stick and all of a sudden it was up my back I don't know what happened and then there was a, and then he was like and and your man is dressed as a woman looking at him <laughs> you know, and they kiss each other at the yeah. end and it's just oh my god and the other one, but he, but he did. He lost the, He lost his watch up some fella's ass. Like, you know, and and Roberto, if you're watching Roberto, the watch is very dear to my family. <laughs> oh, that was that was one of the best, one of their better sketches. I'd have to say, Little Britain people, yeah. Little Britain was what we're talking Little about. Little Britain, yeah. Um, and speaking of shows like that, I watched about an hour of the Far Show the other day. I follow them on Twitter and I just literally went to their thing just to kind of cleanse my mind almost. Yeah. And I just, I just watched bit after bit after Jesse to the guy, the jazz guy to, you know, the drainage in the lower field, but the acting is superb. Mm. You know, Charlie Higson is fantastic, but uh, Paul Whitehouse is just, when he does the sad stuff, it would leave you until I was almost crying at one point. When he's when Mrs. Ted died, you know, there's a scene where he's he's at the graveside. Now they just they're talking and it's kind of funny, and then they walk away and he just crumbles, and it's just oh my god, my heart just kind of oh broke my little heartstring. Mr. Ted was the um, was the Irish farmer, but the yeah. the landlord fancied him. The posh yes. top landlord had a thing for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was axe. That was that was he was he played that so well. He was, yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, and to get away from it was always like, um, uh, to, I must have a look at the drainage in the low field there, boss. <laughs> and when he when he had to, when the old when the when the the landlord had to tell him that the wife had died, he was in a pub playing a game, and you had to say a vegetable, then a word, then a vegetable, then a word, then, a, and it was like Ted Potato, your carrot, wife. Potato has turnip died. Potato. And it was just. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Uh, yeah, the fire show. It's, it's, it stands up, doesn't it? Brilliant. Uh, and then you've got the uh, aunt, uh, aunt train tracks. Brilliant. Oh, yeah. Aren't old people brilliant? They're like young people, they just wear more clothes. <laughs> Oh, this yeah. week I have been mostly wearing string. <laughs> Jesse's uh, fashion tips. Yeah. Oh yeah, 
Oh, yeah, we could quote them. I mean, that was the real test of it. On the Monday morning after the first show, everybody would be Jesse or nice, cool, jazz. Uh, they were all fucking brilliant. And and Scorcho. Scorcho. <laughs> yeah. Was, and there's so many famous people in it. That was Caroline Ahern, wasn't it? Ahern. Yeah, yeah. God yeah. rest her soul. Brilliant, the brilliant Sadly Um Wow, yeah, we could just we could just do podcasts where we just try and remember bits of the fast show. Um actually, speaking of which, speaking of things like that, I've actually written a list today. And Unawares of nothing. Um, the two fellows, Royston Vasey. Do you remember Royston Vasey? Yeah. Are you local? That program. Uh, I, I don't know uh, League of Gentlemen. League of Gentlemen. But have you watched Inside Number Nine? No, but you've mentioned to me, and I've seen it recently, and I thought, I, I, and it rang a bell with me. And I said, "There's a reason I'm supposed to watch that." Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's back on. It's back on for its sixth. Um, uh, oh my god! It is just. It's fantastic television, and they're getting bigger and bigger guest stars in, and and sort of stuff, and they're just all playing psychopaths. It's brilliant. And uh, is it is what... it is it in the style of League of Gentlemen, like just sort of? No, 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 no. It's usually a kind of a, a horrible, murderous twist, or something quite scary. Some of them are really quite scary. Um, it reminds me of that show that used to be on. Um, and I can't remember the name of it. Of course I can't. This is the podcast that we can't remember the name of. Um, the, the music was... Do, 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 Tells the Unexpected. Bang, there you go. You yes. always know these things. Oh, I'm, fucking, I'm, a, I'm a mine of useless information. Yeah. It's like Tales of the Unexpected, but much better. Wow. I okay. mean, they, they get people like Derek Jacobi in to play failing actors and stuff. It's just, it is... Brilliant. Inside number nine. I've written it down. That means I Brilliant. will see that piece of paper in about a month and look at it and go, the fuck does that mean? <laughs> uh, okay, go on. You have a list. Okay, so inside number nine. Tick. Great. I yeah, this is stuff I've been watching. It's based on nothing other than I've been working a lot and watching quite a lot of television. Okay. Um, uh, Johnny Vegas, The Motorhome. You, you, I think you've seen that. I think that was the one I forgot last week. Anything with Johnny Vegas in it is pretty much very good. But it, this, he's just on his own building a, a retirement village for old buses that he sort of rents out as motorhomes. And they're classic vehicles. And he's like, he's right, he's always oh, fantastic. And his mother dies in the middle of it and stuff. It's very fierce, emotional, you know. And then, and then he gets one of these buses done up. And there's a few people he engages with, actually. One of the some of the people who do the, the coach building, uh, and body work and whatever, and some of them are a bit, they're not nice people. I don't think oh, really? they didn't come across really well. Oh yeah, yeah. Myself and Sally answer. I would, I wouldn't use him, as if we would ever get a bus done up. But it was like, no, I'm never going to use him. But I'd use this fella. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. <laughs> well, that is interesting that they're all, that they're not trying to paint like they're they're as real as can be. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was just adding money on all the time. You just think, no, you're just taking the piss because it's Johnny Vegas. And this other fella who was like, yeah, I'm really into it. And they're like, I'm not going to charge you a fortune, Johnny. This, we need to bring this vehicle back to life, man, sort of thing. And it was like, he was a lot more. And that was, ah, you and me are going to get on really well. Yeah. And Johnny, Johnny, of course, in the middle of it, the wheels fall off and he goes on a massive bender. <laughs> Does he, yeah? Just so the wheel. The wheels oh, literally yeah. fall off the show or the the actual uh, camper van? 
Uh, well, one everything. of the camper vans actually actually crashes. So, oh, oh there's there's a, there's a little bit of everything. Oh, brilliant! And he's got his yeah his his um, PA is with him all the time as well, and she's about as funny as he is. Okay, yeah, very very good. I've seen them together because Johnny Vegas, I think, is one of my consistently one of my favorite personalities slash comedians to be on television. Like I love I, I loved whenever he was on Shooting Stars. Uh, mm. consistently when he comes on to shows like Would I Lie to You or if he's a guest on uh, what was he on like The Last Leg he is always yeah, fucking yeah. hilarious and everybody in the studio can't actually control the laughter like it's just he's such no. a like I mean I pref- I definitely prefer now that <laughs> I used to worry about him when he was on Shooting Stars because he'd be clearly like, was it Shooting Stars? I think it was Shooting Stars he'd be clearly like pissed you know and like i worry yeah about- well there, there was some backstage sort of green room stuff and he was lashing into like a pint gin and tonic and he was like they just want me to be funny i gotta go and then he goes out and he sort of straightens up and and he is funny but i think you know there's he's got demons i'm gonna say and he, yeah. he does he does he does shake a drink does, does- it's Vegas, he takes a drink but he- yeah but then he let himself down by doing still open all hours Oh, well, I, yeah, I mean, look, he might have thought it was going to be good. And that, you, you don't know, you sign up for the, well, I don't know, but you, you could sign up for something, you expect the script to be good, then you're in the contract, you can't get out of it, you have to fucking keep going. Or he could have just been pissed and not known what was going on. One of those there things. There you go, yeah, he might need the money for another bus from Malta, because he, he bought a have... bus from, from Malta online while pissed. Okay. <laughs> he might have needed the money, exactly. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, that's a good one. So that's uh, um, Johnny Vegas, yeah, on the buses or whatever it's called. Good call, good shout. I will be watching that. And I saw last week you on on Twitter saying that you've you've started watching Grey's Anatomy. Yes, I assume you're watching it with your wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, it, I felt like I I should watch something with her. You know. Yeah, it's perfect though. It's like forty four minutes of pure heaven you know it's like a grown-up er i was trying to explain it to somebody and i think it's like 15 years old or whatever it hasn't mm. aged really badly at all yeah it's um i think we watched three the first night just kept yeah, yeah, and, then, yeah. and then and then we kind of every when we get a chance we'll watch another one so we could be i don't know what we're at seven maybe episode seven at this stage but um it's just have great they, have they all got syphilis yet no oh no <laughs> <laughs> now I know that's coming. Yay! Literally, is it syphilis they've got? Or... Yeah. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> you're writing um, down the. You're going to write down the word syphilis now, and it's going to be inside number nine. You'll be looking at this piece of paper in November. Going, inside number nine, syphilis, and you'll be thinking, Christ, have the neighbours got syphilis? <laughs> it says inside number nine, Vegas syphilis. Okay. <laughs> I need to go to Vegas. I need to book into room no, number nine and I need to get syphilis. That's my instructions. <sighs> um, what was the other thing I was I, I, I mentioned? Oh, the Elvis documentary. Ah, oh, I haven't seen it. What's it on? It's on Netflix. I do like a bit of Elvis. Yeah, and it's really good uh, because it's, I mean, everybody, everyone knows the story of Elvis, but but at the same time, we don't because we don't, we heard about his childhood, but then that came from his his management or his the record company you know this is elvis he you know he grew up as he loved his mother you know all this kind of stuff mm. but it was fucking he had a hard childhood like 
uh, like he was, he was one of those, the Hebrew grew up in one of those white families that was living with the black families. Do you know what I mean? Uh, he was the poorest of the, yeah. the, the Paul. They were so poor, they couldn't even afford the end of the word poor. Um, but <laughs> they, they'd eat poor boy sandwiches. Paul. They were Paul. Um, Paul. Boy. Paul uh, boy. But it's it's really good. It's really good because it's like I really like you realize that. I mean, I grew up with Elvis, except that he was he died when I was only five or something. But uh, and you realize how much of a part of a, of your life Elvis was, and then just to see that in depth. Uh, I just personally, it's right up my street. I'm just like, I yeah. Love, I sit down and I love this. Like my wife wouldn't really have she she's she'd watch a bit of it, but she'd kind of drift off or she'd start chatting, and I I'd be like, okay, I'm pausing this now if you're talking. Yeah, and I'd be like, maybe I'll watch this on my own. Maybe this could be a I'll watch this on my own program. How about that? And that's the way I talk to my wife. Say, how about this little lady? How about this could be one of my little watch it on my own programs, and you can do your talky talky to your friends somewhere else. Uh, to me, how about that little lady? That's exactly how I talk to my wife. Yeah, she says that a lot. <laughs> she. <laughs> <laughs> but I know though, but that doesn't go down too well when you pause something. When you know, when when my wife might turn around to me and start telling me about something complete, I'm having the fucking slightest interest in, and I pause something. There's no need to pause it. Oh yes, there is. Oh yes, there fucking is. Because I'm interested <laughs> in that, and I'm not interested in you. <laughs> I hope she listens to this. She I hope does. you're both. I hope you're both listening to it while you're while she's sewing <laughs> and you're trying to fucking rip pockets off or something. And she's like, looks over at you and goes, "Excuse me, there's no." She'd probably, turn, she'd probably turn around to me and sort of shake her booty and say, "Interested in this guy? Uh-uh. <laughs> you can be as interested as you want because you're not getting it." <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, and I, I somebody was taught my. Sometimes my daughter comes in and starts chatting to my wife if I'm watching something, and I'll just pause it, and yeah. I go, "Can we? Are we?" Are we watching the thing? <laughs> I feel like a yeah. bit of a cunt, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's the first C word, is it, on the podcast? No, you've done it before. Oh, am I sorry? Once, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that I'm keeping score, but the big black marker over here has got another line next to it. <laughs> Which is worse, twat or cunt? Uh, I thought a twat was a bit of a, hun- a nun's habit. Oh no! Because well, I, I was, yeah. I I've been led to believe that twat is as bad as the c word if you're in England. No, no, oh, I think okay. it's a softer. Yeah. Okay. And I and I've uh, we we moved when we moved back here. We moved in next to a family of um, really racists. <laughs> a family of West Clare racists. They hate everybody that's not from West Clare. <laughs> No, in fact, they couldn't have been any different. They were I'm sorry, like... I should have said that. They could be identifiable. <laughs> They're definitely not racist. No, 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 no. They were the f- literally the funny. There was a an older couple living there and a younger couple and their son. And their son was exactly the same age as our kids. So it couldn't have been any better. And we had to travel through their land to get to the house that we were renting. Right. And um, the old boy, Mick, was just fantastic now he had trouble with his feet and because he'd be walking around into the cow shit there he'd wear don stores bags on his left foot to stop the water a really practical sort of thing you know and he was a it was a very practical man but his his language his accent 
and his language coupled with his eyesight was probably the funniest thing you'd ever see. And um, about three weeks after we'd moved in, I said to him, listen, Mick, I'm going to the airport now. We're off to the airport with Jimmy or whatever. We're picking up Sally Ann's parents and we're going to bring them in. And um, you might see them if you're around. And of course, he'd never miss anybody going through the gate. You know, this old boy, he was 80 back then. And um, he'd just hang around the gate all day and literally wearing a twine string pair of trousers and stuff like that. And his wife couldn't have been any more posh, but very softly spoken, real clear accents. But he was he was he was very blind when we went near enough, pretty blind when we uh, at this time. So we're coming back from the uh, the airport and we had tinted windows in the back of the car, you see. So uh, we drive up and I, I put the window down and mixes. I'll get the gate. There's no need to get out if you have people with you. And he looks and he goes, ah, they didn't come. English cunts. <laughs> and fortunately, <laughs> fortunately, Sally Ann's parents are in the back going, what is that man saying? We can't, <laughs> can't understand the word of it. Oh no, nothing. That's just an old Irish welcome. <laughs> Like put the boot down and fly through before he before they cottoned on to his language. Jesus, he was unreal. But his son-in-law <laughs> used the word used the C word so softly. It was beautiful. It was like poetry. Wow. Ah, pure hunt. Pure hunt of Ah, your man down there. I wouldn't trust him a pure hunt, like, you know, hunt, complete hunt. <laughs> It was just the softness of the way, wow. and it wasn't meant in a bad sort of thing. It was just, it was just another word. Yeah, Fucking I can know. That that's funny. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't call me English cuts. <laughs> oh, Any more TV tips? Oh yeah, I've caught up with um, Alan Partridge this time. Oh, I haven't, seen, uh, I haven't really seen it. Oh, yeah, it's a real, it's building now, the the whole embarrassment stuff. I think I might have spoken about this last week because it is the one show, but it's just, oh, he's so embarrassing. And your one is so good looking and just doesn't get him at all. And, you know, he's just a deviant, you know, he, he's a predator and he's horrible. And the other fellow who makes mistakes all the time just keeps making mistakes. It's just, it's very formulaic, but it's very, very funny. And he, he got pissed on one of them. <laughs> like literally on a, a, a little glass of champagne, they're having a, like a, a wine testing on the set. What do you think it is? Yeah, nice. Give me another one of those. And all of a sudden he's like, <laughs> he's brilliant. He's uh, yeah, man is a genius. I saw a very, uh, a very interesting. I, I forgot how mental uh, the Big Breakfast was. Um, oh yeah, Big Breakfast kind of reminds me of London, and I think probably that summer, one of the summers. Yeah, it was. That, that was Chris Evans and Gabby. Is it Gabby? Gabby Rosalind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, I watched this clip of it. Uh, it came up on on in TikTok or something, and it was a clip of I don't know who it was, but it, it was this guy. I can't remember his name. He used to be a DJ, and then he was the guy who went around and knocked on people's doors in the morning to wake them up. Do you remember they do it live? Johnny, Johnny, um, no, Johnny Vaughn. Johnny, 
No. Yeah. No. no. It was like no. not it wasn't Simon Mayo, but it was one of those guys. It was like oh, okay. Uh it wasn't um uh, oh it was Cheggers. Cheggers, Cheggers. Yeah, Cheggers, yeah. Key yeah, yeah, Cheggman, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Cheggman, Key Cheggers, and he'd be knocking on people's doors. But there was this mad one where he it was the night after the the BAFTAs or the fucking TV awards or something, and he was in a hotel. He was wandering the corridors, just going, just knocking people up. And he, he just started knocking on Steve Coogan's door. And I was oh. thinking, oh, he's not going to, because he's got a reputation for being a bit of an arsehole, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not going to like this. He's knocking on the door going, Steve, 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 come on. He's looking back to the camera going, he's, he's going to be, oh, you can hear him, you he can hear him. He's saying, he's saying something. What's that, Steve? What's that, Steve? He's coming. He said he's coming. He's coming. He's coming. And Steve Coogan eventually opens the door. Like and you can see him like trying to get dressed and there's a girl in the bed. This is like live <laughs> television because he used to do it live. And like there's a girl in the bed and he's clearly really <laughs> hungover and fucking he's like, but he doesn't, he's kind of yeah. amused and just like, oh yeah, but he, but he was really like really nice and really like, yeah, it's, it was so bizarre that he was like, he was so cool about this film crew just turning up at his bedroom door. Like, I mean, maybe they'd arrange it, but he, but the room was fucking a bomb. He was disheveled. There was a girl in the bed, and he was just like, "Yeah, how was last night? Did you, you know, you won the?" And he was talking about who he met and the celebrities, and he was showing them the suit he wore. And then he's just, like, "All right, see you later." Right? And Cheggers just leaves, and he's just like, "You just see Steve Coogan's just standing there, like as if it's like they caught him at that point in his career where he hadn't quite taken off, and he probably felt like, well, I better just do this thing for TV because I'm on TV." <laughs> well, he. He bought himself, didn't he? He, got, he went mad. He bought himself, like your man from Westlife, he bought himself a Ferrari um, and then did a load of coke and a load of drugs and a load of drink and went off the deep end and was massacred by the press, absolutely massacred by the press. And when he came back to do Philomena, he often talks about it being his saving grace. Oh, Listen, man. I'm actually a serious person or whatever. And I think he's actually, he, he's not the... The person he's not the person he was they made him out to be you know i think he's actually quite much much nicer than they say but old cheggers of course he's belly up now from the source is he oh yeah 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 he was a massive um alcoholic yeah yeah nobody knew oh wow yeah and his sister is a famous dj um really famous um Oh, and of course I can't remember. She was she was one of the top of the pops crew. Well, Case Chegwin. No, she's not Chegwin. She's um, uh, what's her name? You're going to Google it. I hope yeah, you do. I am. I'm, I'm Googling. See who, let's it. let's yeah. see who wins. Your brain or Google? Is he dead? Is, is he dead? Yeah, Cheggers is dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Janice Long. Oh yeah, Janice Long. Yeah, 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 yeah. She looks ahead of him. If you, if you, you know, if you, and she's because they're repeating all the top of the pops um, on the BBC. She's pretty much only one of the ones that you can use because everybody else has been caught diddling kids or something, you know. Oh, I see. Yeah, so she's getting all the all the the classic yeah. top of the pop. So <laughs> he was. A, I did not know that. Yeah, he was on the multicolored swap shop. Do you remember himself, herself, Maggie Philbin? I think he was married to Maggie Philbin. And uh, the other guy, um, whose obviously name I don't forget, I don't remember, the blonde guy, Mr. Blobby. Um, Mr. Blobby? 
Yeah, you know Noel, that Noel Edmonds. That was a really famous program that they were all in, the multicolored swap shop. When people would ring in and say, "I've got an album of this, and would you swap it for a Tonka toy?" Yes, I will. Yeah, he's and they dead. Were all... He is dead since 2017. I didn't really see. Yeah, he, yeah. He died of uh, from lung disease, idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. He apparently smoked 60 a day. And obviously, if there's other stuff involved then as well, the booze. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. Yeah, he's only sixty. That's jeez, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I knew that at the time. But it was it was so funny, yeah. And and I just I, I watched it and I thought, Jesus, Steve Coogan seems like a sound guy, you know. So it was it was funny. Sure, Chegman was probably still drunk then, was he? More than likely, hadn't gone to bed. Yeah, and I yeah. I was watching some of that as well, some of the old um, that that program and. Gabby Roslin was singing uh, "We Can Thank Your Lucky Stars" that we might as well with your man Dean Friedman, and he said you can partner up with me, and she couldn't get the words out. She just started crying because it was like, "Oh, it's here! It's Dean Friedman! He's so beautiful!" <laughs> and he's like having to carry her through the song, and they're just sitting on a couch. Yeah, yeah, brilliant, brilliant TV yeah. show. Oh. They don't make yeah, them. I still have some of the, the cutlery from it. That's right. Yeah, no. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. One more thing. One more thing. So Noel Gallagher, Noly G. This are this will be our serious talking. Thing. Oh yeah. Controversial. I want to get your opinion on this because I believe that the world is made up of Prince Harry's and Noel Gallagher's at the, at the moment. Now, that's very black and white, and you know the world isn't like that. So. Noel Gallagher called Prince Harry a snowflake and said he was woke, which is now an insult if you're too aware of yourself and things, you're, and how you, you know, and the world, you're woke. Um, or too PC, I think that would be the, what people would say. Yeah, well, it's an interesting, woke is actually defined as being aware of racism. So if you're woke... It's it's in my book. It's actually a good thing that you're aware that um, you know you have empathy towards others who are being downtrodden. I yeah. mean, there is an actual definition, but this is being picked up by the right wing press as being you're too soft on lefties, you're too soft on anybody who's different from what they consider to be the norm. So this woke thing, and yeah, everybody says that Prince Harry is woke and. He's a snowflake. Um, but, you know, he, he's, he's got, had mental health issues. He's talked about them. Um, and he's got a right to talk about them, I think. You know, pretty much more than anyone. Because he's had what a golden, literally a golden spoon, not a silver spoon, a golden spoon since birth. And yes, he lost his mother under tragic circumstances. And yes, he's made a couple of mistakes as a young lad with loads of money would do. But now he's kind of come round, married a woman he liked, loved loves she's of color so all of a sudden this is just he's wearing her like a badge to say i'm woke you know that i can do this and then he's talking about you know drink and drugs and whatever and being depressed and that's being a snowflake well i i think if anybody can shout from the rooftops it's the likes of him mm. because if the privileged can get depressed the rest of us can get depressed, you know, and the rest of us can can suffer issues. And 
not to take away from your story at all, but my brother was sitting in a pub in London the other day with his son and an old boy nursing his Coca-Cola had a dog. The dog fell asleep on my nephew's foot. Bear with me on this, right? They started talking to the old boy. My brother was delighted that they were outside a pub having a chat with an old boy. And he was the fella who sold the big issue outside Harrods. And he had some illuminating stories that my brother could probably tell you better than I could, but it was fantastic and all the people he met. But he said about the Gallagher brothers, he said they used to come in a lot and um, he said Liam was lovely and Noel was a... And that tells you, yeah, and, and that tells you that, you know, if you're selling the big issue and this guy walks past you like you're a piece of shit. What? That, that tells you an awful lot. But go on. What was your what was your question? Sorry. No, I mean, I just wanted to talk about it. I, I, I feel like, uh, I really feel like Noel Gallagher, he really let himself down. And I think he really let men down. And I think that, he, unfortunately, he's in a position, like I have seen, and especially in the, in, I'd say probably more so in England, but lads who grew up listening to bands like the Stone Rolls and then Oasis and went to festivals and, maybe took drugs and maybe thought they were sort of like, you know, a bit mad out of it and, you know, crazy and, you know, rock and roll and, you know, their life was going to be brilliant. And, you know, they liked wearing trainers and mm. slightly flared jeans and check shirts, you know, like lads like me growing up, you know, and you thought, oh, you know, this is like, you know, free. I remember the stone rolls. It was all about peace and love and flowers and hippies and, you know, yeah. whatever, you know, and then it seems like that whole generation and I, you know, I hope I'm wrong, just turned into absolute cunts. So uh, it's as if like they had these dreams, <laughs> like they were going to yeah. be like they were going to be like Oasis. But then they turned around one day and realized, hang on a second, what am I doing? I'm married, I have two kids, I'm, I live in the semi-detached house. This is not the rock and roll lifestyle. I was, and they're still trying to drink. I I don't know. I just it's weird that generation just grew up weird. Like I really liked Oasis at the time, but I kind of moved on. You know, I my tastes developed i'm not saying i'm not being a snob about it i'm saying i just yeah i liked it at the time really like yeah. hit up there was a sweet spot there for me but then and i still like listening to them but it wasn't like and i maybe i bought into it a little bit but but i just feel like he he has such an influence on so much on a huge swathe of men across the uk and ireland and probably a bit of europe and to say to start it's so lazy to call someone a snowflake. It's so lazy to use the word woke because for me, for someone, someone saying woke, it basically is saying that you're woke because you don't, you're not letting me say whatever the fuck I want. I want to say slightly un PC things, or I want to say slight, you know, I want to, mm. say, I, I, I like what I say. I say what I like and I like what I say. And if you don't like it, that's your problem. Yeah. What I'm saying is not, is not a problem what i'm saying is fine you have a problem what i'm saying that's your problem because you're woke and that that whole piece it's like do you remember the older english presenters would say oh pc brigade gone mad yes woke is the new pc brigade gone mad for me and to accuse someone like prince harry of being a snowflake a man who took it upon himself for his wife's safety and for their marriage to leave the royal family, the most high profile, like you couldn't get a bigger stage to kind of walk off if you tried. Yeah. And that to me, that's not snow. Like <laughs> snowflake means someone who would melt under a small bit of heat. 
to me, he seems like a really fucking brave man that just went, yeah, I had depression. Yeah, I'm struggling. I'm dealing with it. I go to therapy. This is what this is what's happening here. Actually, do you know what? This is this is a toxic environment for me and my wife and my children. I'm I'm going to live in America. You know, no hard feelings because he didn't. He never really. He never. It's not like he went to the tabloids and said, yeah, they're all CUNTs. He no did it in a very dignified way. He allowed his wife to say what she had to say in whatever way. And obviously it's public because she's very famous and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be a chat with Oprah. That's how those things work. But for anybody to leave a family, it doesn't matter if it's the royal family or if it doesn't matter if it's Johnny that lives down the road and like hates his dad and has to just leave and move to America. That's the biggest decision anyone will make. And that's not that's not snowflake behavior because... The, the worst thing anybody could do is, and, and this, is the, this, this is why it's so wrong for me, because if he's putting out that message that people who walk away from toxic situations are snowflakes, that's the exact opposite you want to be telling people. The worst thing you can do is stay in a toxic situation. The worst thing you can do for yourself and your family and is stay there. The best thing and the bravest thing you can do is be honest, be vulnerable, and do whatever you have to do to make your life better. It, it just oh yeah it just it was he really let himself down yeah it was i mean they started off anti-establishment and if you mm. think about it they they've become part of the establishment now liam has gone off liam's quite funny when he's ranting it's quite I like a, him. yeah he's quite a considered rant but your man often lets himself down and the funny thing is he doesn't talk to his brother because it was a toxic relationship and he left and he can't get a grip that this fella has left and he's all over the papers. He's, he's tweeting that this guy is a snowflake while then by his own definition, he's a fucking snowflake. You know, he, Oh no, I can't deal with my brother. We could get back together, but I can't deal with him. He's an idiot and whatever. And this is, you know, but he's, he's just, he's been caught on the hop a couple of times. I don't think he's the brightest tool in the box. PR wise, mm. you know, and I, I don't think he's great musician, great everything, uh, like his music, but like Bono, I like U2's music, but I don't want to hear about his politics necessarily. He's not a politician. If he wants to put up and, and start becoming a politician and start saying about, you know, these are the things that I'm interested in, yeah, that's great. You've got the money and you can invest in it and you can sort of do it, but re leave the rock and roll to one side or, you know, but they have to realize that they're in a place of huge influence. You know, lots of people follow Noel Gallagher. Lots of people fo uh, follow Bono. And pretty much what Bono does is kind of, it's nice and PC, let's say. And yeah, he's, a, it, he's, a, he's pretty much a good guy. Yeah, he wants, yeah, exactly. he wants world peace. And yeah, yeah. yeah he's but then every once in a while, he lets himself down as well and doesn't pay his tax. He's telling everyone to pay, you know, give money to charity. And he's like, actually, yeah, I'm just doing a tax avoidance thing in, in, in Holland. He does pay but, his tax. Let's just say that just in case. He yeah, does he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. He pays it somewhere else. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's, it's not, it's not, he's not paying tax. He's avoiding paying as much tax as he could do, but that's neither here nor there, but it's very, it, it's gets tricky when rock stars try to preach. I find it very difficult. Yeah, I don't really mind Bono. To, you know, it, it doesn't really put in or out in me. And and I think his, his message is pretty much always like, look, you know, it's easy to not like Bono because he's wealthy and maybe you could find him annoying. But it, but I just think for Noel Gallagher, he's such, and it's it's hard as well when you see like you're someone you used to listen, you listen to their music. And I probably, I'm sure I will still listen to the music. No more, no more than feckin' Van Morrison, but we probably don't have time to go into that today. 
Brilliant. But uh, when you're, when you're, I suppose I'm going to call him a childhood hero. You know, when you're, when the, yeah. when the bands that the the male musicians that you were a fan of, you know, become old fogies. Uh, yeah, PC PC Gun Mad Brigade, and you're like, oh god, how did that happen? That was so quick. Um, uh, it's just Jesus Christ, and, and it's very disappointing. And I think. I think there'll be people uh, that will have seen what he said and listened to what he said and go, yeah, he's dead right. Prince Philip's snowflake. It's too woke. Everything's too woke now. And that's that's just va- validating their feelings. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of bad. There's a lot of badness coming as we emerge from COVID. A lot more homophobia, a lot more racism. You know, I thought we were sort of, once Donald Trump left the stage, I thought we'd sort of move on from that. But this is kind of, Kind of that this this could fuel that, you know. Well, he 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 made it mainstream. He made it okay to be a racist. Mm. He made it okay to be a sexist. He made it to be okay to be an ist. And whatever floats your boat, he'd back you. He'd say yes to the the next person, even if this the the person before he said no to. It doesn't matter. He's just yeah, whatever. Tell you what you want to hear. If you feel like that, you crack on and feel like that. I mean, now you have people who support the English football team, booing them as they take the knee. Mm. Yet there's other people who make gorilla sounds in the stand. They don't boo them for being racists, Mm. but they boo a team that they support. I mean, it is completely fucked up. And the whole reasoning behind that is why are you taking the knee is too much, it's too walk. You're just you know, blah 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 blah. It's just like, yeah. Oh my god, the the lady doth protest too much. Like, why have you? Got, if you're booing at that, why yeah, why you, have you got an issue oh. with, with a team deciding to take yeah. the knee for a cause? Why is that affecting? It doesn't affect your life in any way. It, the only it can only affect someone else's life positively. Why have you got an issue with it? Think about it. Really think about why you're angry about that. Yeah, exactly. You're angry about them taking the knee. You really need to take a look at yourself. Mm. You know, those fellas are anti-racism. Down with that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't bear thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking idiots. That was a good rant. That was good. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Whew, feel better now. Woo! Yeah. And the great thing is, Mike, when we, me and you talk, we're always right. Well, I am anyway. There's no one here to tell us otherwise. <laughs> But you see, well, that that's 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 become an issue on television. You get somebody on to talk about climate change. Ninety percent of you know scientists believe that there is a, a negative trend in climate change. Um, but you get two talking heads on a, a program. One of them to say climate change exists, the other doesn't exist, and they give as much credence to the person who is backed up by ten percent of the science as they do to the person who's ninety percent. So, facts and fiction are just PR. It's the exact same argument I used to make with if we ever got a complaint on the radio, I would say, "How many people complained? We, we got one complaint." I was like, "How many listeners have we got? We've got a hundred thousand listeners." Okay, so what percentage of our listeners complained? Well, yeah. Point zero 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 one. Okay, that's not. If fifty percent of the people listening to the show complain about the same thing, then you've got. Then we listen to it. But it, 
these complaints are one part. Like, I mean, look, you get you, you, people do crazy things. And, you know, I see them every now and then on the BBC where like thousands of people complained about something. And usually it's people who are racist complained about something. But, anyway, but, but it's that yeah. thing of like one person making a complaint about something you said, being able to control what you say going forward. And yeah. so, like that is not democracy, Mike. That is not democracy. No, no. and it, it's true. I think in any industry, you, if you're in a hotel, if you're in a visitor center, if you're in anything, you get one complaint. Mm. It sets the agenda for the whole training for the next seven years that yeah. we don't do that little thing. Don't, don't, you know, we dismiss the... 999.999 million things that we do right every day but let's just let's key in on this fella who fucked up and gave the wrong person the wrong ticket one day by mistake and let's never do that eh? no, we need it's a system just... for that. we need a system for it <laughs> yeah. we need four books we need four <laughs> we need yeah. and everybody has to do the training and sign the training and we have to cover our asses and everybody must do it and we must go on about it ad nauseum i worked in a radio station um the radio station ended up being broadcasting music and it ended up being the radio station that about seven people who complained a lot wanted it to be because oh. if they played a song and they got a complaint about it, they'd stop playing the song. Yeah. If they said something that someone complained about, they'd stop saying that. It would be like, I remember someone coming to me and saying, oh, uh, they don't like, the, the, there's, a, there's an F word in the song, in the Green Day song. I'm like, yeah, we got a complaint. So, well, should we stop playing it? No. Why would we stop playing it? How many people complain? One. Okay. Why can we, we're going to let that person control what we do? It's like, it just it beggars belief, but people would just literally stop doing something because a person complained. And if you, and, and also, if you, if you know radio, like I'm sure hotel industry is the same, it'll be the same people complaining all the time. Absolutely. It won't be, and, a, it won't be a, like a spread of, you know, rice thinking, uh, open-minded people, you know, making complaints. It'll be like the same five or six people making the complaints. And it ended up being a radio station based on the thoughts of five or six people. And I love the way the likes of the BBC do it. They have um, points of view. Mm. They still have it on the BBC News Channel. But remember, Terry Wogan used to do it. He used to do the program, the complaints program, on for half an hour on the BBC. So people would write in, and he would refer to it um, on the radio, and he'd say, "I'm off to do pointless views now for the <laughs> afternoon." <laughs> Instead, uh, <laughs> yeah, we had it. We had it in Ireland called Mailbag. He'd always refer to it as pointless. Yes. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, your man um, Ray Darcy got him back on. Yeah, Arthur's mail. And it was just dross, you know. Yeah, somebody in uh, somebody in Kilmeadon doesn't like um, X. Oh well, crush that little piece of paper and throw it in the bin. Because really, I mean, with television and radio, you don't have to watch it. Nobody is sitting there with a gun to you. Can actually change the channel. Yeah, that's what I do. Rather than rather than moan about television and radio, I just there's certain stuff I just don't listen to. Yeah, but isn't it? Yeah, because you rarely moan about anything. But isn't it uh, amazing how <laughs> I was amazed to, to go into a radio station and realise that the people who were running this radio station were changing things based on somebody's... I was like, yeah. are you, I was like looking at them going, are you for real? Are you actually 
asking me this question genuinely will we stop doing x y and z because somebody complained about it it's like it's like someone coming into a nike store and saying i want four pairs of adidas and you go we don't have any adidas well i fucking hate this shop because i want adidas well you're in the wrong shop this is a nike shop go to the adidas shop and i remember saying to the people in work we are think about it this is our shop this is what we sell if we don't have what the fucking person wants they can go to another shop yes and there's plenty out there. But we have to decide what we sell. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you, that happens in industries everywhere. The agenda is set by people whinging about it. And that's not a good way to do business. I mean, theoretically, in, in I suppose in a medical, <laughs> in, in medical sort of thing. So, yeah, if, yeah, if, if one person a, dies, you might change, you know. Yeah. yeah. If but, you're a surgeon and one person dies during a surgery because of a mistake you made, you might put in... You know, safeguards. But you would retrain people. You wouldn't. You wouldn't stop operating on people. Yeah, stop you, operating just... on people. <laughs> <laughs> Never doing that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't ever operate on anybody. <laughs> what are we? This operating theater. What are we going to do with it? It's going to be. It's going to be a, a jacks from here on in. Just be a lounge. If anyone's sick enough, yeah. If anyone's <laughs> sick enough to be coming in here, just fuck them into a coffin. <laughs> It'd just be a lounge for really sick people. The, this is the best we can do. The chairs are comfortable. We know you're dying. We know you're in pain. Yeah. Just make the most of the, the comfortable this chair. Is, we're going to call it purgatory. <laughs> I like that, though. I like that. Yeah, we would fucking stop operating on people. Uh, that's good. Mike, we leave it there. Words okay. of wisdom. Because I know you've got to work tomorrow. You're, you, you know, you've, you've got to go and find your, the shoes you have to wear into the kitchen and then a different pair of shoes into the sitting room, then different shoes up the stairs and then yeah. bed I've shoes. Got... Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having procedures. See, because I don't ask anybody else to come to my house. Because <laughs> you're all going to fuck off. I just want to have the, I would just love to have the power to get Ryan Toberty to turn up at your door someday. Oh, oh, believe I'd love nothing better than for Ryan Tuberty to turn up at my door. That sounds like a threat. We'll leave no, it there. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to have a chat with him. Love to. Oh, would you? Yeah, yeah, Genuine, yeah. Genuinely, yeah. yeah. Gen- genuinely, I think he's very. In- he's a very interesting character, yeah. Okay. That he's so, he's so Marmite-ish. And everybody professes not to like something about him. But everybody watches The Late Late. And everybody says, did you hear about Ryan, what, what he was doing this morning on the radio? It's like, hold on a sec. You can't say you don't like him, and then maybe that's just me. Maybe I've just got principles, and maybe I'm booing at people taking the 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 Ryan Tuberty knee, taking the knee for Ryan Tuberty. What's wrong? Why have you got a problem with that? All right, Mike. Yeah. Have a good evening. Okay. It's been a pleasure as always, and we're also dressed exactly. Okay, the same. I'm gonna go. And we are. We're both in red. Ladies in red. You've got a camouflage T-shirt on, though, underneath. Well, it's kind of like a leopard print thing. Oh, dear. Mm. Well, that's a bit cool. I mean, yeah, I've got nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. There's not, no, there's nothing wrong with wearing women's clothing. That's fine. You hate leopards. I get it. Okay, this conversation is over. Right, okay. I've just muted on. myself. Good luck.
Keith Walsh podcast is brought to you by Keith Walsh Productions. And today's guest was the inimitable Mike Marin. Thanks as always to our friends at Acast for their continuing support. And thanks to you for listening. This has been a Keith Walsh podcast production for the Keith Walsh podcast broadcasting house in Keith Walsh Towers. Please like and subscribe. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Good night. Goodbye. Bye. Love you. Love you. Bye. 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 Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.